This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower and add-on to an existing burn building or connect setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, from Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot, to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at AffordableDrillTowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American Fire Service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service. Organizations such as the Joey D Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoche's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job forward. So check them out. Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers, and let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter-owned and operated business as well as a family-run business, and that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand-paint radio straps. I promise you, it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good, it's so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking community is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather, there's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give them a little pluck and tell them keep up the good work we need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees so again ridgeway leatherworks check them out at ridgewayleatherworks.com and find them on all your social media channels
Hey everyone, Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be awesome. The last 10 minutes, the pre-recording that we do, the pre-conversation we have with the guests. I should just hit record from the second they pop up on the screen. I should be hitting record because we just had a great conversation. Battalion Chief Tom Gurman out of Roanoke, Fire and EMS in Virginia. Chief, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me on. I enjoy the opportunity. This is cool. So I start every podcast, say how I get to know the guest, how I know the guest, how we got here. This is very simple and straightforward. At the end of every podcast, for a while, I was asking people to send me emails or text messages or DMs about people that were important to them. You know, guys in the guys and girls in the fire service that are making an impact. And I had uh, a brother out of Roanoke reach out to me and say that Tom Gurman, chief, battalion chief, Tom Gurman needs to be on your show. And I love it. And the email I got was very full of a lot of incredible information. And it uh, truly was a testament to the leader you are within your department, the impact you have on your people. And it's an absolute honor to have you on the show today because when you're nominated by your peers, that's what speaks loudest. And uh, very special. it's awesome. It's so very special. Again, I, I'm, I'm humbled. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. It's awesome. Thank you for trusting me being on because i'm sure this isn't the easiest thing for you especially you know, as, as humble as we all are it's like right oh, right you know <laughs> but your message resonates and in the last 10 minutes of of uh of us talking before i hit the record button great conversation already laughing and yeah. telling like it's that's what this is about this podcast is built on people like you who love the job who love their people who go to work you said to, you said just before you go I turn things off. My mind is on work when I go to work. I'm there to work. Yes, sir. Yeah. I get, oh. uh, I got, in, in my mind, my wheels are always spinning, it seems like. It's like when I'm on, on a four-day break, when I'm getting ready to go to work, I've, I've got like, all right, what, what do I want to accomplish this this coming cycle with the guys? What, what do we need? What, what are we going to do? I mean, all the all the other stuff I know we have to get done, but yeah. where can we fit in? Where can we squeeze in some time to, to get, down, get down to the nitty-gritty, you know? So what, over what third, almost – over, almost 30 years in the fire service and you're still thinking on the day before you're going back to the firehouse, what you're going to be doing in the firehouse and you still get jazzed up and excited to get back. Amen. Yes, sir. I do. I do. Why? Why? I, I, I just love it. I, I, the, I feel like some things I'm good at and there's other things I'm, I got to work on, you know, like the same thing. I see the same things that the guys are good at and I hope they're doing the same thing. They're doing like self-assessment going, man, I haven't touched that in a while. I need to knock the rust off of that. Or, or put some oil on it, like this squeaky wheel that, uh, hey, we haven't done an example of foam ops or, or something. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't, we haven't talked to hazmat in a while. We had a bad hazmat call or anything like that. So let's, let's, let's review that stuff. Let's dig out some books. Let's get the guys who know what, you know, what they're talking about. Let's, let's have a quick cluster. Let's shoot some ideas out there and come up with some training and, and knock it out, you know, just to training, keep the, keep, keep the important. wheel spinner. Training is important so. to you, hands down. You said that to me. We were talking about yes, some sir. things we wanted to talk about. You said training is important to you. When you're at the firehouse, you're there to work. German's going to put us to work today. That's what the guys say. <laughs> when you walk in a firehouse, you're going to make us do today. something. He's going to ask you questions. He's going to make you do something. That's right. Where does that come from? Like, you know, I'm sure outside of the firehouse, you have a, a work ethic and demeanor about yourself, but that has to come from your upbringing. Now, what's really cool is 1992, you became a member of the Lewisburg, West Virginia Volunteer Fire Department. You followed in your father's footsteps. You got to see what the volunteer fire service was all about as a kid. And at 16 years old, you walked in the door to follow in your father's footsteps, right? 
Yeah, yes, sir. I say, just to watch the the excitement, of course, you know, being a little kid and growing up and teenager, things like that, the fire trucks, the, the, the community input that you have, yeah. you see them at, at schools in their bad shirts, talking fire prevention. And you see them Santa Claus in a truck, driving through the neighborhoods, handing out candy, Halloween parades, all that kind of stuff. That's an appeal too. But, but as you get older, you start looking back and go, I was around some really awesome men that mm. gave to their community. They, I had, you know, they, and they're still there. God help them. They're still alive. There's, a, there's huge names in, in my mind that, that are still big in that community that still volunteer and still have an impact on the younger men and, and women, don't get me wrong, but they, it, it just takes a while for you to realize like, man, that dude, he, he is smart. He's quick on his toes. He knows what, it, he, he's calm, cool, collected. He knows what he's doing when a, when a proverbial crap hits a fan, that kind of stuff. And you, as a, at a, at a young age, you kind of like start soaking that in and you don't realize and maybe when you get in a leadership position, you get older, you, that stuff starts coming out of you. You're like, yeah. where'd that come from? And like you say, it's just kind of embedded, ingrained into you, you know? You think about like, I, so you and I were laughing before we hit record and, and I was telling you a story about my old man just from the other night and myself yeah. competing yeah. engine companies for a car fire the other night. It was just fun. And it's moments <laughs> I get to have with my father, right? And right, right. To have some of the same with yours. And and you talk about those other guys that have given back so much to their community. Um, yeah. That sets the table for an impressionable kid to see, right? I'm. You made Very me much start so. thinking about the older guys that I remember as a kid coming up through the volunteer firehouse and seeing how passionate these guys were about the community they served and how protective right. they were of the sanctity of their fire department. That's right. That's right. It was, guys, I mean, it was, they did, they, again, they, they show up, they leave their jobs, you know, volunteer, the belt, the whistle went off, the pager went off, all that stuff. They show up to the firehouse and they give what they could give. And these guys, again, they, I know they had the same experience. You had guys that were, you know, people in Vietnam, uh, other wars, things like that, all, all these old timers that, yeah. that I know did the same thing, had, had a set of glasses and some, some earmuffs, ear, ear, ear on, listen to them, listen to these guys. Uh, throughout their careers and, and again and passing that stuff on you know the whole nine yards it, it was all it really is and for for i i don't think a lot of us valued how important that was or instrumental that was in our upbringing until later on in life right as you mature right. you get older right. you start to really think back to those that probably gave so much that at the time you took for granted right exactly so again and and you know to tap into some other things my, my father was hurt hmm. as a volunteer he okay. got he got hit he got hit by a chimney in 1986. Oh wow! Uh, I'm a t-ball player, and uh, he uh, they had a drills on Thursday nights was their drill night, and uh, go to t-ball and they're burning this garage slash house down for training right back in the day. In uh, middle of the night, that thing rekindled. Mm. My dad was the assistant chief, uh, so we're we're in bed we're in home in bed, and uh, the pager. Uh, thing goes off and dad gets up and goes the next morning it's like pandemonium hit you know uh but anyway he got hit in the head he got hit in the head with a chimney on after mopping up after this fire right yeah. he's walking down the walking down the sidewalk and the chimney falls and hits him square on the head and uh thank god for helmets right thank god he was wearing it properly the whole nine yards um and then he he stayed in roanoke over here for about a year maybe a little bit more than a year countless surgeries all kinds of stuff so some of that tragedy kind of sticks into you to realize like 
hey, this was for a reason. You see the sacrifice and this and that. Hmm. You saw the community. You saw my community back home, you know, kind of rally around my mother, my me and my brother, you know. Yeah. And so all, I say all, all that stuff has impacted me through through my years to realize how, how important it is to be as smart as you can be, as safe as you can be, you know, accomplished as you can be in every skill aspect when you're out there, you know? Yeah. Wow. There's so much there. I mean, fortunately, thank you. Right. Thank God that, you know, he was able to come through. Right. Amen. What you, what you think about though, too, is the sacrifice that he made, right. Volunteering is for his community, but then what the community did for you and the family, because I worry, I worry today that we're losing sight of that. I worry today that guys that got injured 30 years ago, their families, wives, kids were, were treated cream of the crop top, Whatever yep. needed to yep. be done, we took care of it. And now today, I feel like there's a little bit more of a disconnect, and that family atmosphere might not be as strong as it once was. And I worry I, I about, agree. I worry about that today. Yeah, I agree a little bit. Like I said, you still have there's the the few that come out, you know. Yeah. Again, but there, there was people that come out of the woodworks, like p- complete strangers that you had no idea yeah. lived in the community, you didn't know even yeah. know their name, right. showing up and, and yeah. helping and things like that. And, and so I, again, that uh, that service to help others is, is kind of not as prevalent. That had, to, that work, had to leave a huge mark on you. It did. It totally did. And um, I think it, it, it's funny and everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that uh, it's God's will that, that things happen and, and hopefully you learn and grow from things. Uh, and another, another instance happened to me back home again. I, I was a good things came out of it. It was a tragedy. I did with a neighboring department in uh, Fairley, West Virginia, yeah. which is just down just down the road from Lewisburg. In 1998, I had a uh, volunteer that I took fire classes with. He died in the fire. Oh, and we had the whole NIOSH thing go through. And so sure. I, I take that I take that experience in. And I feel like, again, I take the job serious, so serious, maybe too serious sometimes. Uh, and now I'm getting older again. I'm trying to uh, learn how to get the message out there but not so you know like punch in the mouth type stuff i got it you know the 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 approach but all those all those experiences that i had you know as a volunteer i'm sure you've had the same thing you're you're out there in in your own community you you know who was in that car wreck or you know whose house that was burn up that kind of stuff that that stuff molds you and and turns you into you know into into a different you know person exactly who you are so um those those experiences back home definitely made me grow and and take the job a hell of a lot more seriously especially when i you know gotten into paid service tested yeah. different places and realized like i really want to do this for a job and, uh, and that that upbringing I, I enjoy it yeah that upbringing in the volunteer house then you caught the bug though uh, very much so even with tragedy yeah. and and yeah. you know being being around some things that you know, not every not every day is a good day. Um, right. Still, right. you still fell in love with this job. Yeah, I sure do. Like I said, just just the the excitement of it and realizing we're out here to actually help somebody and mm. and do do the honest to God best we can, give the best service we can. I, I say it all the time, uh, and I, I can't remember where I heard it. It's kind of cliche or whatever, but there is no nine one two. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I like a, that. They, they uh, and I try to impress that upon the guys every day that we come to work that uh it, it's ours today they're they, when they call they call the cops for certain things and what's it what's it what's it <laughs> finally the dispatcher finally called say 
who we're going to give that to? Hell, yeah, right. The fire department. Yeah, They, exactly. they, they got to have some idea, you know? The <laughs> default. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah, default, the default right. right. Yeah, because, you know, that, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. They will show up and, and make stuff happen. They right. will figure, figure shit out, you know? That's it. So with you falling in love with it, you pursued the career aspect of it. You got hired in yeah. Roanoke, uh, Virginia in 2000. Yes, sir. Yeah. Started there, um, got into the academy, went through a, I want to say it was 17 weeks back then. And uh, had, again, uh, it was the first year of a regional academy that uh, they combined with uh, the localities of Roanoke County, Salem. And uh, they built a brand new building in 99 and 2000. So uh, we had a regional cooperation where this training center all came together. So um, we we had county people in, in the academy, just us two localities that year, and um, went through that. And again, huge impression on, on guys who showed up and showed me they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. And it made me go, hey, I want to I want to know that guy. I want to know what that guy knows. I want to be able to do what that guy does, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, no, that's, uh, it just that's... started started growing from there. Yeah. That's powerful. So what did your early days look like in Roanoke? I mean, you know, coming um, out of the academy, was it everything you wanted it to be? Taking it to the next it level? Was, it was. It, to to start with, it was it was a slow a slow a slow learn. Slow uh, excuse me, like a, a long walk. How's that sound? Like right. first assignment was I was in a little slower engine company. Uh, the deputy chief operations said, Hey, you came with some college because I had a, I had associate's degree when I showed up. And uh, he said, uh, you got some college, I can't place you right now in, in a busy house this and that i've got them stick you out here at the outline company but get your butt back in college and uh let's see where this goes and uh so i, I started out in a slower engine company on the outskirts of town uh, engine 11 it's kind of in a it's a backup to uh to uh southeast roanoke and uh started there i say i spent nine months or so there and i got moved over to station six which was the next neighboring engine company uh busy busy medic unit uh, busy engine and then uh my 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 dream was was to be a ladder company yeah uh, be on a ladder company my my back home had it i'm trying to think of what year it was it was a 70 some model open cab american of france 100 foot tiller so i fell in love with that thing maybe it was maybe how could you not than that. yeah oh man that's well, being a fireman dream, right? right there just riding <laughs> exactly. on that thing open cab you know getting rained on all that crap you know just yeah. suck it up and drive the truck right love it um and uh Roanoke at the time had one tiller we still do we still have one tiller downtown and uh even during the training at the at the academy and you you run you run calls that was our southeast ladder coming off at six and eleven you see those guys show up and here's these old old timers gray hair get off the truck and go to work i mean they just like they outwork a 22 year old you know yeah <laughs> So, well, uh, it reminded you of your early days in in um in Lewisburg, right? Right, we did totally did totally yeah. did. Those guys, they 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 showed up and again, just worked. They didn't no complaining. They knew what to do, knew how to do it, and and you just get off the truck and you you can honestly see that respect as soon as you get off the truck. You realize like, hey, that guy knows what he's doing, you know. And it. and it's it's it was just awesome. And I, I eventually got to uh, replace two of those old guys had left 2003 or so. Uh, I got moved from six and went to uh, station seven, which was an engine company and a ladder company or Quint. And I got placed on a ladder there for about a year. And then the two old guys that I was talking about ended up retiring from downtown yeah. 30 plus years in a job as firefighters. They never promoted just yeah. solid, hardcore, Love that. common firemen. They know what they were doing. 
So uh, I got to replace those guys. I worked with them a couple of days before they, which I worked with them on shift, but sure. you know, just to go down and watch them and things like that. So it went to downtown, the old station one, which was uh, down at number 13 church Avenue in Roanoke. So it's one of the oldest fire stations. We end up moving out of that thing in 2007. They built a brand new station. So if you ever make it to Roanoke, it's this historic station downtown. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. So yeah, I got, I got sent down there uh, and then, Around 2006, I got promoted to lieutenant. And our department lieutenants are driver operator. So okay. uh, there, there's a captain on engine companies and uh, captains on, well, at old station one, it was a captain on ladder company. Uh, so at seven, now they've, they've uh, cut that engine out and now it's just a Quint ladder company. And then there's a captain there. But anyway, so our lieutenants are driver operator. Got it. And so uh, I was blessed to stay there. A couple of guys that I was with at the time, they, they got promoted and moved up in rank and moved out. So uh, I was chief, so I thought well enough of me. <laughs> and nice, moved, yeah. And try, trying to keep some cohesiveness downtown. Say, so, hey, well, this guy's been here for five or six years. Let's just leave him down here. So luckily I got to stay there, you know. Nice, yeah. So uh, kept that truck going. And then uh, we moved into uh, the new station once, which they kind of consolidated old station three, old engine three, which was, uh, can't, Rough top of my head, let's say six, eight blocks away, another station. Come uh, older, older station. They they shut engine three down and ladder one down and combine them into new station one. So built that, uh, moved into there, and I spent a couple years there in that station. And they shipped me to train the train division in two thousand nine. So I, I spent some time out in the train division. What part of that career? I mean, now you know, in a battalion chief's buggy and so on. Before we get there, what yeah. part of this? was pivotal for you like what did you enjoy being a lieutenant a captain like where what part right. of the journey or was let me ask you this before we even get there that move over from the engine to the truck was it what you wanted yeah. to be it, it was it was i again i i look at it and again and, and during all that time i even talked you know not to throw out names and things like that, but I hadn't even got to talk about the people along the way. Each of those stations had somebody in it. Yeah. And talk about it, man. It's, it's, yeah. So especially. This is your show. <laughs> well, I don't, want, I don't want to take over the conversation. You're good. Go. I got, I got to station seven in 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. It was, it was 2002 because I spent about a year there and I had a captain who was great. I had a, a first lieutenant with that station. Our first lieutenant was the ladder company officer. And then I had uh, a lieutenant on my ladder company who is, who's been pivotal ever since I've met that guy in, in my, in my, I, I consider him a brother, yeah. a father, a best friend. I call that guy anytime, all the time. We talk regularly. We've got to eat lunch, things like that. That guy is, is who's what turned me into um, this this whole other side of the, of the, of the service. So getting, getting in the books, getting into learning there, there, you can take it from, you know, you can take it from base level or you can take it as high as you can get. I mean, you know, right. to college level stuff, you know? Yeah. So, and some guys like to just stay, you know, wherever they're comfortable in. And my buddy, Jim, who pushed me continuously to learn, go take classes. Hey, try to read this guy. Look at this guy. What do you think of this type of stuff? And, and uh, really he, he was, in, in our in our department, he's known as Doctor Jim because he he was the hydraulics guy. He's the pump pump and ladder guy. Love it, yeah. And 
he could get water out of a turnip, you know. He just ah, the dude, I the, dude the dude knew how to pump and operate. And I saw that and again and and I, I try to take that on to again we'll get to it I guess is a role in my battalion chief's job. He he saw potential and I, I, I would give anything. I, I think I have some of it, but he had the he had the, the he had the glasses or the binoculars or whatever you want to call it to see potential in me. And then he dug it out of me. Yeah. You know, how, how he did that, you know? Yeah. And so I, again, I, I, I praise all those guys that uh, I have come up and been blessed to be around that, that those guys gave enough to say, Hey Tom, I think you can do this. And yeah. then yeah. let's go do it. You know, that kind of stuff. So all, I, all, all through that, that, that was the pivotal part, you know? Yeah. Well, we all need somebody like that. Right. I mean, we, none right. of us, it always takes someone to point out something that we're not aware about. People get a exactly. sense, right? We we all have a sense about other people around us. And we see that many, many of my friends, many people professionally, personally, don't live up right. to the expectation. I think they can. I think right. everybody and I, has and more in them, right? There's, but, a there's a huge amount of potential in people. Exactly. And I, and I know that's not just for me. No, On I, other right. shifts, other places, there, there's guys doing the exact same thing with. Yes. You, you never know what they're, you know, you never know how, like how that guy know that. Well. He was around Jeremy and Jeremy taught him that stuff and you Jeremy know, pushed him out, you know? And that's where people don't understand it until later on is that the, what you can affect in people pays a hundred times over in dividends, right? Oh, wow. Exactly. Totally. Like this, Dr. Jim saw something in you and pushed you to be better. Now yeah. you're pushing others to be better. You're pushing exactly. different guys. You got nominated. A, a, a brother reached out on his own accord to say, hey, you should have Battalion Chief German on. This guy has done so much for the department, so much for me personally, so much. That is, that, Dr. Jim is the reason why. I mean, yeah. Tom, you're a rock star. Don't get me wrong, but Dr. <laughs> no, Jim I, I, and the guy before Dr. Jim, right? Like, well, that's, it's exactly. That's how important exactly. this is. Those guys that took that time and, and cultivated and, and, yeah. and invested invested in those guys, things like that. It, it was, it's amazing. And, and you talk, it was funny. Another guy, when I went to Engine 6, you know, I, I volunteered. I had some truck behind the wheel time. I could drive a truck, drive sure. and operate. It was very, very basic. Nothing to the level where Jim took me, of course. Right. Uh, but I had I had an old captain there. I had pumped one fire off of Engine 11. I had an old captain when I got there, 30-some-odd years. Great guy. Uh, but he wasn't a go-getter. He was on the tail end of his career, 30, 35, 36 years in the department. Right. Uh, and I pumped one fire. I got to station six, and that captain over there said, so uh, how do you think that fire went? I said, well, I guess it was okay. <laughs> the fire went out. Nobody had any complaints. Had right. a couple people come up to me, hey, can I get more pressure on this line? All, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. And uh, he goes, well, what was you pumping that two and a half at? And I did the old scratch my head. He's got me back in the back in the bunk room, sitting in the, on a bed. Sure. Just kind of quizzing me, trying to feel me out. You know, he's yeah. like, so, so what was that? Uh, what'd you do there? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't. He's like, all right, well, you're not going to be driving operating for me. So he kind of put me in my place and realized like, hey, you, you, you know you know what you're doing, but you really need to know even deeper what you know. So it, that was another spark that hit me like, he's right. I, pump, I pumped the line. They asked for more pressure. I got it up to what I thought was right and this and that. Uh, but it was the reasons why we need that line to be spot on every time what it, what it's supposed to be you know it, that's another one of those kicking the asses i got like oh yeah he's right there's so much to that right so many people think that they have gotten to a place in their career 
where they've done it. They know it. Right. I don't right, need to right. on it anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. you get kicked in the teeth and it, and then you, the guy in the back of the bunk room goes, yeah. So what'd you pump that two and a half at? And you're like, I've been pumping an apparatus for, I can, I've been a, an operator for 12 yeah. years, uh, engine company chauffeur for 12 years. Uh, and you go, right. like, yeah, maybe you could do your job even better if you allowed yourself to continue exactly. to learn, right? Put yourself in a better place. Exactly. exactly. That's where the complacency yep. sets in though, chief. Complacency. You're right. Is, You're right. And again, plaguing our industry. Totally. And again, it, that, that that thought they might have about me again. So let's keep the let's keep the rust off of them. Let's let's yeah. get out here and do it. There's there's a reason why you know. There's not just to go out. Oh, we've thrown this ladder for twelve times this year. Well, let's do it again. So yeah. when it when it when it is time, then it it's it's just automatic. You know. Well, you, you hit you on didn't it. Get on a bike and you didn't get on a bike and ride it the first time. I know damn well you did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And that makes me think I haven't been on a bicycle in a while, so I should probably, <laughs> my bike you, out, you know what I mean? Um, but that's a, that's a true statement, by the way. This episode is brought to you by the Affordable Standpipe Prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I wanna hop into it real quick. It is designed with a four-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized Schedule 10 pipe. The cart and manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FDC connections, having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You could wheel the cart out that's on casters, you wheel it out into the parking lot, and that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew, info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Ask for a demo, ask for information, or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and her crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom design, one-offs to department orders, they can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on and they provide nothing but top shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform. And Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, 
for a little extra bonus. Use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. Um, however, you said before when we started record or right before we started recording, you talked about how important training was to you, but also the basics. And yeah. you said that you love to drill on the basics because the basics aren't as prevalent as they once were because of all the other duties and tasks that you guys have to handle on all a right. daily basis. Talk about exactly. that a little bit. Yes, sir. Like I say, so just, just time, just, just straight out time. We have, you know, we work 24 hour shifts and it's, it's, you know, trying to create habits and we have certain things we do every single day. So, you know, going to the store, cleaning the trucks, checking up, checking them off, all those other things that, uh, we have to find small amounts of time to do that, to do these short drills. And, and like I say, luckily, like these guys that asked or sent you an email about me and, and some others, and I know it's going on every station on every shift, not just my guys, because yeah. it's going on. And it, it's so awesome to hear because it, it is important. Those guys go, Hey, let's get this, let's get this ladder off. Let's throw us 24 today or the next day is like, there's one, there's one captain I, I work with now. He's like, they're pulling a line every day. Yeah. every single day like you think you were good today let's see what happens next day okay. and let's let's change it up let's go catch it let's go catch a hider let's do you know, all those basic stuff so it it's super important because today's fire service is not what it was 20 even 15 years ago hmm. not less not alone 30 like i say we're we're just doing more for the public we have a huge demand in ems and first responder uh that's not say weighing down it's just it's just a stress on the department sure and and that's not just rona by no means i know that's everywhere and that uh, guys are uh, being stretched thin um and the, the volume call volume things like that so we're out doing all other good things don't get me wrong they're, they're great things we're trying to help the community we're here for install smoke detectors we're out doing pub eds with this group and that group and meeting with these kids and the schools and all this other stuff but we've that we can't get away from knowing the basics of the job. We've got to be able to do those, those small things. And, and that's what it is. It's incremental things that we do every day. Just like we were talking about a second ago, we're investing in and cultivating the skill that when it does hit the fan at two in the morning, and it's that kid you just talked to at the pub ed event, hanging out that window, that ladder goes up like that. That line gets deployed like that that pump goes in gear just like that. I mean, all those basics, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, we're, we're stretching companies thinner and thinner. We're, we're looking at the more involvement, the better, right? However, yeah. we can't, I mean, that's, that's the mindset, yeah. right? However, right. Call the fire department. right. However, yeah. we need to be sure that the basics of the job extinguishment search even salvage, right? I mean, like we've totally, lost totally. track of like oh, that's a property, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, sir. But all these functions that the fire service is fundamentally there for, some of those oper some of those services are being sacrificed for the smoke detector programs, for the pub ed projects, and things like right. that. And and we're not allowing our people to be fundamentally capable of handling the basics if we're not constantly training and drilling on them because Correct. our time is being interfered with other obligations right right and that and i go back to um like when i with rookie schools now are 19 weeks don't quote me on that i guess I'm yeah somewhere no in there between emt 
EMT class is the first four to five weeks. And, they, and depending on the class, they kind of break it up sometimes. But so what I'm getting at there is we are taking the, another aspect of this is the people we're employing, the people that are coming to the job are, are different than they were 25 years ago or even mm -hmm. different than I am, you know, just different skill set, different mindset of everything mm -hmm. that we're, we're, we're cramming this stuff down in a, in a short amount of time. We're taking always, let's say we're taking, making a bank teller and turn them into a firefighter. Yeah. But that, that whole, it's, it's all brand new. I mean, it's like algebra, Chinese algebra, whatever you want to call it to try to get this person to do this skill because, yeah. and then not realizing that we have to take extra time and relearn this skill, even though they're getting crammed through, uh, through a, through a fire school and they, they learn, don't get me wrong, but some of that, some of that doesn't stick. You know what I'm saying? So that's back to this. How can it basic stuff every day? When it's being force fed to you in a timetable that pushes you to get onto the street quicker because we need guys yep. in the companies, but we have to maintain this level of academy standards and we have to get all yep. this information to you, but we're rushing the process. It's impossible right. to retain it all. It is. Exactly. This, some things just do not stick. Yeah. Right. So, and, and the reinforcement then on the company level is super important. Totally. And that, and it, and we have we have good things in place. Again, we have we have we got rookie books. I don't know if you guys have rookie books. Hmm, come out I with like that. a mm -hmm. come out with a book. And uh, I, I actually found that stuff when I was in training. Found it out of a I can't remember what department was in Florida. Looked into their stuff. Like man, this is a great idea. So yeah. when you get when you when you get this brand new guy who is fresh out of the box, ready to go ripping, and he gets stuck to he gets let's say he gets stuck to a an engine company out in the, on the outskirts, and the captain and lieutenant are kind of on the tail end of their that's right career and they're kind of like i've done that kid we're not gonna do much today that this rookie book kind of forced them to say hey check me off on this what is this about we need to go catch a hiding so all these skills are stuck in this book so it kind of reinforces what they learned in the academy and you know again to the repetitive stuff it so, also forces so, the company to be a part of the process totally totally that's exactly. what i love so it, right exactly it helps it helps that old cat go oh yeah that's how we do that Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I love when that happens. I love when you find it happens a lot with me. I go into a lot of firehouses. I meet with a lot of guys. I do a lot of front bumper conversations in firehouses. Yeah. And it's usually the younger guys that we start chatting it up and we're talking and, and there's always one or two crusty guys in the back and yeah, they're just right. not interested a visitor. I don't want a visitor at the fire. Like we don't want to entertain you go away. Yeah. Like who's this guy? <laughs> who's and, then this guy? Start, yeah. and then they start hearing the conversation. And then they start seeing the involvement of the other guys that they're riding the rig with that are now jumping in this conversation. And this yeah, their, their eyes, exactly. All of a sudden, exactly. these guys start circling and they come out, they come out of the day room and they start circling yeah. around and then right. offer like a, a one-liner and then they back up and circle around again. And then next thing you know, they're in the middle of the conversation telling stories that none of these guys have heard before. For right. me, exactly. that is the best thing I can do is to facilitate the conversation. And when exactly. the senior guys come out of their hole, out of their shell, out of the dark room in the back, and they mm -hmm. want to come out and start telling those stories and sharing some experiences, that right there is where the American Fire Service wins every Exactly. Exactly. New life breathed into them. It's like they realize it. And that's where, yeah, I, I would impress upon guys now in my position now is like hey i need you to mm. help me with this with this guy here i love that you're you're, you're complaining to me this guy doesn't know this and he's he's done this and he's lazy at that well help me help me to help 
him. I I need your I need your experience. I need I know I know you know what it's, you've been exposed to. I, I know your your story. You've done this and done that and taken this class. So let's let me let me use you to help this guy. Let's let's do this thing together. Don't this is just yeah constantly. Well, this guy don't know crap. What is he doing? This kid, he, blah, 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 all these things. You know, don't stunt the growth of the new guy. <laughs> Like right. that, that is to me, chief is one of the most frustrating things I see when you, we have eager and excitable people and the people around them could give two shits to help them su- to survive or not. How many right. people do we chase away? How many right. people do we, do we torpedo their career? Either totally. volunteer or career. Cause we have a lot of volunteer people that listen yeah, to yeah. too. Do the same stuff. There, exactly. Right. The same yeah, exactly. thing. How many careers get torpedoed? because of bad leadership or guys that aren't willing to put in any time or experience to talk with the new kid or help them out. Yeah. Yeah. It's prevalent. Like I say, and I, I don't know that's part of the, that's part of the problem with the fire service now is again, we, we, I know in everybody's career, even, you know, the guys in the sixties probably had the same complaints about stuff. Yeah. Oh, this kid doesn't know this or this kid doesn't know that. And then they, and, that, and to get off back to like training and, yeah. and that's one of my philosophies in, in between in between getting the experience, getting this guy the 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 time on behind the wheel, or getting the guy behind the uh, the nozzle, things like that, because those experiences we can't teach experience. We we don't have that until we go to a fire, till we go to a extrication, till we go to those EMS calls. And my philosophy in between that, the lull between that experience and right now, is we're going to work on the basics. So when that experience comes, we knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, and. It, like I say, it, it's so, uh, it, it, it's, it's funny how it's like perpetuated over the years, you know, that uh, um, the complainers, you know, come out, things like sure. that, really important, drawing them, please help me, help, help us, this, this effort, this group, this whole battalion, this, this shift, this department. You know, well, you're so. you're in a you're in a unique position as a battalion chief. Right. So how many companies yeah. how many companies are you managing within the city? Uh, I'm on the south side currently. So I have six stations. Uh, uh, ladder seven is I have two ladder companies. Cities cities broke up and they're like pizza pie. Um, north and south battalion. East and west is cut down. Um, it's an old railroad town. So okay. railroad tracks split north and south. And the main street, the main drag down through old downtown is Jefferson Street. Kind of splits the town east and west. Got it. And so I have uh, six engine companies and two ladder companies on the south side. And then there's a battalion chief on the north side that has five companies, and, mm-hmm. uh, which are four inch companies and two ladder companies. So, so we where, uh, work yeah. together. So where I was headed with that, right, is as a battalion chief, setting the tempo for your tour setting mm-hmm. the expectations for your companies, right? There's there's mm-hmm. the company level expectation at the bosses, lieutenant right. captain, right? What they have for their companies and, and what's That's right. But then you as a battalion have an expectation of your companies as well. And you totally. expect certain things out of them. So how does that, that middle, everybody, the company boss is, is, is a great position. The battalion chief position, you're almost like middle management, right? And I, I don't, right, you know, right. do, I'm not trying to like no, no, trying to uh, find the right way to talk about it, right? But you're you're getting pressure from above, yep. and finding a way to work with the company bosses below you so that the message disseminates out to the to the backstep firefighter. Totally. So that battalion chief position, you can get pulled in many different directions. Correct, and I, and I will say that it. And I, I'm still learning this. I'm very young into it, and mm. I, I've got I've got to grow and learn into this job. I, I'm, 
it's not easy. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. I'm not, not, not for sympathy, none of that stuff. It's not easy, but nothing easy is worth having, you know? So trying to work on, um, the, the stuff that I, you know, that does come, come from down upstairs, downtown, however you want to call it, that I, you know, have to disseminate out to the, out to the companies. Um, it, it is sometimes tough again, between personnel, um, pay, I mean, all these things, uh, the training, uh, we've got guys that, uh, we're going through uh, paramedic classes, things like all the all these small balls we have to juggle. Yeah, and and then boil down to making sure that I've got my forty three guys, and you know Tom's you fed, trained, and happy for the day, and go and going home tomorrow, and uh, and in in between there it is time, it is it is difficult, but I feel like even even now I feel like I have a better opportunity to um, impact the department. At, at my level as I did with the captain it, you know I, as a captain I took orders from chief things like that and I knew my role when I showed up on scenes things like that and now I'm overseeing all that stuff but uh now I'm not like my big drive now is trying to get guys to let's let's do things together let's work with not just at fires we need to get out here and learn each other we have company we have picnics and things like that oh, let's wow. let's get to the station all that stuff so let, let's get to know each other a hell of a lot better than we than we did two months ago you know so I do. Uh, I'm not I sure want... I'm answering that question no. perfectly, but you know, no, that's... It's, it's, it is, it is difficult. No, that's perfect. And so here, here's the thing, right? I mentioned earlier on that you were nominated to be on the show and I don't mean that a weird nominate, like you don't get yeah, nominated yeah, no, I get on the show, but it was like <laughs> your, your peers, guys that guys yeah. that appreciate who you are recommended that you would be, um, you know, an invaluable uh, guest on the, on the podcast. And I agree wholeheartedly because your message is so genuine and true, but I love, what they put in here, it says not only is he a great mentor inside of work, but he's also always a phone call away if anybody ever needed him. And, and I'm reading, I'm reading it, you know, the email and things like that stand out to me because so many people turn off this job. So many people walk up where they leave and they come back and the people that are invested are invested 24 hours a day. And I know yeah. we need to turn this off every once in a while. We have to for the sanity sure. of it, right? Yep. But ultimately, when you are in it, you're in it. How important oh, <laughs> is it to have that type of relationship with your people? A relationship that your people know that on a personal level, you're there for them. Because then on a professional level, you're there for them as well. Meaning they get jammed up on a fire ground. They hear your voice come across the radio. They know right, it's right. taken care of. How important is right. that? Right, and it, it, it's super important. That those relationships, again, w- w- to the guys that are in, are you know, plugged in, dialed in, whatever you want to call it, or or even the guy that's just there to do the job. He's he's there. He's there for the paycheck. He's there for the inv- and retirement, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, on 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 duty or off duty, again. So I, I look at it. I'm here. I'm here for you because it. If uh, you definitely could count on me while I'm at work, and. So it kind of folds over, and I think that's one of the things that's uh, unique to the fire service. I, I know, I know, police department probably does the same thing, but we do things together off duty, and uh, we're friends. We're we're uh, it's almost like at, at a, even at the captain level, but not just because the title, but uh, some days you're dad, some days you're the boss, some days yeah. you're the you're the ears, you're the mentor, you're the coach, yeah. all those type things that fall into that. But so it's it's important to me that the guys uh, have that trust outside of the job just as well. 
as they do when they're in the stations because ultimately we're, we're covering each other's backs, you know, and back to, again, just to the service minded, the service of the, the uh, yeah, the, the, the mindset of the fire service altogether is we're here for them. Well, we need to be here for each other. So again, you need me for anything. I'm here. You know, uh, we got guys that are brand new dads or brand new getting ready to get married, all that. I, I've done the same stuff. You did the same stuff. You yeah. were, you were young, getting yeah. married, things like that. There's somebody you could call and go, hey, man, what's going on? I'm not your best friend. I don't have to be, you know, in, in all things. But but I, you need me. I'm, I'll, I'll reach out. You know, I'm here for you. There is, you need me. There is so much to that. Um, I love when I have guests on and we're having similar conversations. Right. And they talk about what the job has given them. And it's not just on a on a level of professionalism for how – good of a firefighter they become their skill sets it's the life lessons correct and and that is what's super unique about this institution that we're all part of is that anything you need it's right here yep yep you got we got got that's the funny thing where ran into some people at the gym the other day it's like ah what fireman does this what fireman's electrician you got electrician fire it's like yeah i know a guy yeah or what god you know all these things i got a guy I got a guy. I got a guy. Yeah. yeah. Here's his number. You know, and so uh, even to me, uh, we came back from the beach a couple weeks ago. My air conditioner's out. It's like, who do I know? Who do I have? Who's an AC guy in the fire? Right. Crap, we ain't got an AC guy, so had to go outside. But you know, any pretty much anything else, we got somebody. You know, and there, there again, I think just that service-minded uh, attitude, demeanor, character of, of the individual is like, sure, hey, I'll be over there. You, you what's going on? I'll, I'll help you out. You need your grass mode, we'll do it. You know, it's just you broke a leg. It, it is. And we, so that's another, that's something else that drew, drew me to the, through the fire department. I, again, I think it's just somebody, cannot, somebody shows up. Somebody shows cannot up. lose sight of that. Exactly. We can't exactly. lose sight of showing up for the public. Like you said, them, we can't, that's yeah. our job, right? Career that's volunteer. Fun. We're there for the public. We arrive whenever they need us. We should do the very same for our own people. When they need us, we better arrive. Every time, exactly. exactly. Hmm. I love so, that. How much? They, that, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, how much of that comes from your upbringing? And, and, you know, I mean, you talked about when your father was injured and how the town came to support your family. Like, are these all yeah. things that, like, just through your life have been so important to you that you make sure that you walk that walk? Best I can. Like I say, luckily, uh, I, I think some of it's inherited. Again, yeah. I, I think the world of my father and everybody does, you know. Uh, not to get too sappy on that, but you know, just I think it's just ingrained. Again, it, thank God that I have the the skill and ability to to see things and 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 be there for somebody. That type of thing. I think uh, it was it was learned. I, the community came about. Uh, my grandparents stepped up. I mean, everybody just stepped up. Again, I think it took it took time for that to finally hit you. Like realize, yeah. like oh, they're here again. That's nice. Oh, well, they brought us a covered dish of, of whatever that yeah. type of thing so it's super important that that uh that we do the same thing it, to me it's just it's just ingrained it's just kind of there and not exactly sure how it got there you know what i'm saying i i kind of do because a lot of this is hard to put into words right and it is, um, it is. i also think a lot of it is just ingrained in the individual i think character has so much to do with it and i i, I you think about 
the people that carry themselves in a way that you you want to emulate, you know, um, oh. you know, you talked about Dr. Jim, like, you know, a yeah. guy that you wanted to be like, I mean, right. his impact is felt so far and broad. And it's because he's a man of character. Yeah. Right? That Integrity, matters. character. He had it, exactly. They they knew the way he carried himself and, and to this day still does. And that just just that it's hard it's hard like I say hard to put into words he yeah he was knowledgeable all, all these things again to me a leader that uh that had been through you know not the best of times and seen hard times as everybody does all these stories that are out there but uh again he 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 knew how to get that out of people he knew how to get to people talk to people teach people grow people all that stuff so uh it was just a part of jim do that's you his character that's his integrity is it hard for you to understand that that's who you are today now? I love, it, I it love is. asking guys like that it, question. <laughs> what a question, right? It, it is. And I, and I said the same thing to, to the guys that wrote you the email and to you through, you know, through our yeah. text and right. talking. I'm, I'm just humbled that, uh, that I, I'm, I'm even there. I feel like, you know, in the back of my mind uh, that, yeah, I get it. Mm. And I hope I'm continuing to do the right thing. Yes. That, uh, cause that's all I want for, for guys to be, safe and do all that all those things but again um it's hard to believe that I, i'm just humbled by it you know yeah. again I, I i attribute it to everybody i've ever crossed paths with you know the good and the bad in the fire service that have impacted me going that's how to do it or that's not how we need to do that let's change that a, a different way you know like yep. next time i see that let's not that didn't yep. work yep. <laughs> for sure that kind of stuff so sure. I'm humbled. I, I'm I'm very I'm very appreciative of guys that see me that way. Not again, not just for position. I'm I'm honored to, to be a battalion chief. I, it's it's been a dream. It was a goal, uh, you know, from the time I, I got hired. And sure. um, again, I'm working on it. So every every step that I've gone through, I've tried to uh, uh, take it on and make it better and leave it better than I found it. You know, so that you, say you, you say you're working on it. How long have you been in the battalion position now? Uh, I, let's see, uh, we've had a mass exodus, excuse me. We've had a mm -hmm. mass exodus. I say that's my, we've had a lot of retirements, a lot of attrition things happen. Right. Um, guys going on, they got their years, they're moving on to other jobs, different things like that. Um, so, uh, a couple of years ago and I, I tested for battalion two or this the third or fourth time I tested. And, uh, anyway, the long, the short, the guy had left my old battalion chief, took the position in the training division where another battalion chief retired. So his spot came up last June and he went and to uh, myself and another captain were backfilling for those two battalion chiefs in the field Got it. that were, uh, so we've been actually doing the job since last June, June-ish, first of June, right. middle of June, end of June, somewhere in there. Are you, but you are. And then got officially, yeah, we got officially promoted in November. Officially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you were covering yeah. as a captain yeah, yeah. and then you officially yes, got promoted yeah. to battalion. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it this is. thing's fresh, man. It, it is. It's hard to believe it's been a year. Me and my wife were talking the other day. It's like, yeah, it's been a year that you've been doing that. I'm like, talk to me. Wow. About, talk to me about that transition from a company boss to a, now a battalion boss. Because when you're the when you're the company captain, you get your company squared away. You get them dialed in. They know your expectations, right? They, right. There's this level of uh, competency that runs through. They know what's expected of them. They know what to expect from you. And right. then all of a sudden. You go from your four-man or five-man company, right, to uh, right, you know, yeah, battalion. to four to battalion to these 
So I have uh, six captains and, you know, all these other other officers, things like that. So, again, I, yeah, I'm still – I'm learning that. I, I've, I've sure. got my – I've learned that from from Jim, a few other good captains that are out there that have have expectations, you know, for mm-hmm. your company. And so I'm, I'm doing the same thing and trying to give the expectation to each sure. captain and then let, sure. let that thing fil- – let it filter out. And so uh, just between normal vacations and uh, time off, and all, all these other things, it, it's been a it's been a challenge to try to get everybody on the same page. I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> I'm, so I'm that, very that, sure. That's, that's that. still the that's still the plan is to yeah. try to, uh, and that's important. Again, I think clear expectation. Guys know who you are, what you are, what you're expecting out of them, things like that. From from me all the way down to the you know, to the rookie firefighter, which I think we do a good job at that. It's just uh, some days uh, spin my wheels, and other days are, are victories. You know, so. Um, try to try to get that message out of, of where where we're going not just as a shift as a battalion as as a department where we're trying to get going where we're headed to yeah so to get that visions to out there is is sometimes difficult because sure. again call volume all kinds of other things kind of get roadblocks getting away you know every so, day uh, it every is day. And so that- it, I, I would say it took me it took me a while that I think, you know, I was a captain from 2013 until this past June or this November, this past November that I got promoted. So I would say those, to me, like those years went by like that. Those 10, yeah. those 10, 11 years, like went, mm-hmm. what happened? And, yeah. uh, which was great. So all the, we had a, some of these guys that wrote you the email and I know this goes on in every company, uh, that there was a, a whiz bang company. Everybody clicked. Everybody was on the page. Everybody yep. knew what's what, what right. the day was, what we're going to do, this and that. And I know that'll eventually come. Uh, I have a great battalion. I have great captains. I have great people. Uh, we've got work to do in, in every every department, every whatever you want to call it. That uh, again, to put our nose down and do the work to get where we can have that same feeling yeah. throughout the whole shift. Throughout the whole shift, you know. So there's something about that feeling, right? Like when things oh, are bang, like, you, you know, when things are connecting and, yeah. and, you know, you, then all of a sudden you know, there's a first do fire companies perform and they pour, perform yeah. well, you they know, really do. it's that validation, right. To believe. Right. Well, totally. and, and back to the training aspect of it. I actually, we had a, a shift break the other day. We had a, had a fire go out. And so it was a mix of shifts that had a B shift, C shift type thing on the South side. Had a good had a good house fire going on, and uh, so it's a culmination of, of two shifts. And I, I hear back from a captain the other day, actually yesterday. So I mean, it takes today. Here's here's these guys' names. They did an outstanding job on, you know, even the smallest job, sketching the hider, pull a line, right, right, setting right. ladders, all all that stuff. So again, it, it's great to hear at my level the, all those little those little times of that 10 minutes in the morning to check in that saw off that the guy mm-hmm. used it and did exactly what he was supposed to do with it. All, yeah. all those little victories, just, it, I can't explain it. It's just, it's awesome. It's Focusing really awesome. on the basics, chief. Exactly. It really is. I yep. love it. And, and doing the job. Love it. So what else excites you? We got some time left here. What else excites well, you? I mean, training's important to you. Obviously <laughs> you're still, you're still getting your wings with the, uh, with the battalion spot. What else about yep. the fire service in general? Like, what what's it, uh, what excites you? I I can tell you, uh, I I still take classes. Again, I I take I've hmm. taken that, um, uh, taken that um, saying to heart. Again, when you stop learning, you need your time to retire. Yeah. Uh, so I I still I still love I teach for the state. I, I teach uh, driver operator programs for the state. Okay. 
Um, so I'm out, I'm out there doing that when I can. Again, schedules busy is, is all good out with teenage boys and going different directions. But I still <laughs> like to, I still love to teach. I'm still involved in the academies, uh, teaching ladders and ventilation and rig company stuff, all that stuff. Uh, so I'm passionate about that stuff. So uh, even even off duty is like maybe planning, a, you know, what's going on next next week at the academy. Like we're going out and doing ventilation training, yeah. things like that. We're always squared away for that. So that that stuff excites me. Again, I I learned that from Jim and and a few others that were just passionate about teaching. And uh, I'm 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 no, I'm not the best at it, but again, I try like hell to get the message out of like this is how this works, especially the skills of fire service. So I I guess I'm just eat up with it. You know, it's in there. I I love doing the job. Well, you should because uh, you know it's fun. I mean, we can't lose sight of it, right? <laughs> we right. can't lose sight of it. And, and right. I, I often think, like, you you know, I interviewed a chief of department today from a, a you know, a metropolitan city, and um, yeah, yeah. we were chatting, and I, I, I was just thinking the whole time, it's like, do you lose, and I didn't ask him this, and I, I should, I, now that I think about it more and more, I probably should have, but, you know, just how my inquisitive mind works, but I wonder, it's like, as you climb the ranks in bigger departments, do you lose the fun? Like, do you, do you lose the, do you lose sight of this job supposed to have laughs involved in the camaraderie and the, like, or as you go up the chain, do you feel more isolated and alone? I wonder. Uh, You know, and I could, I could say that, um, you know, without getting too deep into it, I didn't realize it, but you're totally right. As far as sometimes, uh, and I've said this before, leadership is lonely. And I I learned, I heard Mm. that from, New countless leaders in the fire service that again to make tough decisions and all those other things sometimes uh you're 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 standing there by yourself uh but knowing that the relationship that you have with guys that they realize what you're doing and, and why you're doing it how you had to do this and that that they just you know hey i understand chief let's move on yeah and uh some hopefully again that still excites me to get in the truck it's not the it's not blowing the queue it's that Poor old electric siren driving down the road in a pickup truck, getting people out of the way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, again, I take I take the job serious again, again when I get there, and then, and then when I do try to get involved, like a packing hose or something like that, at the end of the, at the fire's over, the incident's over, we're training's over, something like that, and I go to grab a ladder, they're like shoving me out of the way, like get out of here, chief, you can't do that. It's like give me a break, man. I want to, I got, I, I want to put my hands on this stuff. Absolutely, I, I, still, I can do it. You know, so. Hopefully that as, yes, as, as, you get, as you grow in, you grow in rank. Yeah. You don't, you don't lose sight of what you got in it for to start with, you know? I think so. And, and I've said yeah. this a couple of times now is as fire chiefs, whatever rank chief you are, don't forget you were, you're a fireman. You're still a fireman. You were a fireman. Exactly. You're still exactly. a fireman. Like you, you started, <laughs> you started your career volunteer or career. You started it pushing a line through the front door. And just because you now wear white or gold, it doesn't yeah. mean that you lose. You're still a fireman. That's like right. if you are, right. if you're five towns over passing by a house that's on fire, you're going to go kick open that front door. and try to Exactly. You're stopping. Exactly. You're not going to sit <laughs> exactly. in your car and make yeah. a phone call and call command. Like get out of here. Right? You're a fireman. <laughs> right. Get don't out lose do something. sight that's of right. that. I totally, <laughs> I don't, this job's supposed to, I forget who said it, but if you, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Right. That's right. I think we need to. I think we need to really focus on that and say it's okay to have fun with this. It's okay to have oh, fun. totally, totally, yeah, exactly. It yeah. makes people stay in love with it. It makes people fall in love with it, and then it makes That's people right. stay in love with it. 
Well, that's right. And there again, I think, again, guys coming to the job and doing it daily. Again, not counting all the shenanigans that goes on in the kitchen at the the kitchen table where we can have talks and all this other stuff. It's out there doing the job, you know, like, ah, did you see how he did that? And they just rib each other. And that that's that team. And that's all that dynamic is just awesome. That's what makes it the fire service. Yeah, I agree with you, Chief. Battalion Chief Tom Gurman. Thank you, Chief. Thanks for joining me today. What a great conversation. I'm humbled again. I appreciate you. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's been a good, good talk. It was a, it's a great message. Um, and like I said, you know, it, this is what this podcast is all about. It's about sharing the good word of the job. And that comes from every corner of it. And, um, I just appreciate you for trusting me with your story today and, and taking an hour out of your busy schedule. Uh, scheduling's always hard. You said you got teenage boys and life yes, and firehouse. So <laughs> that's right. I, I get it. But uh, to take an hour today and to just share a little uh, little of your message with us, it was fantastic. And Jeremy, I, I appreciate thank it. Thank this. you, sir. Thank yeah. you, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for the good talk. And uh, you ever need anything from me, you know where I'm at. Reach out. Hell to yeah, I'll take you up you. on that. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I don't know much about Roanoke, but I'll get down there one day for sure. Well, I, so, I think one of your uh, one of your uh, Facebook posts or something like that had some Roanoke trucks on it. Could have been. You know, we got a couple and, uh, of nice pictures. And I'm – yeah. I'm actually in uh I'm in uh Norfolk twice a month. Oh really? I am. Gotcha. So I'm Sweet. down in that Portsmouth Portsmouth Portsmouth. How do you say that? Port- Portsmouth. 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 Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. down there. I'm down there like twice awesome. a month now. So well, that's something we didn't we didn't get into, but all the committees and stuff that I've helped on. Oh. I, I'm a big I'm on the truck committee and I, I enjoy that. It's been awesome to to be a part of that. And yeah, again, not, not just on the operation side of it, but how we design the truck and make sure it fits and doing, doing, doing the right stuff. When you're spending all these millions of dollars, you know, on stuff that, uh, so the stuff I see you posting, it is awesome. I think like, man, that's a great idea. The apparatus innovation content for us at national fire radio has been very big. And in fact, it's, yeah. um, that section of content is being blown up even more. So we have some plans in the works to really blow that up. What we've come to find out is the amount of trucks that are being built with the influence of what we're sharing. What we're doing is facilitating the conversation, right? Like I talked to you before about the importance of the podcast and putting the message of the senior man out there in perpetuity. That's right. The other idea is custom fire apparatus are built designed for what you need in your municipality and what I might find to be unique or weird. It's standard to you because that's what you require. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that somebody across the country has been looking for an answer to do the same thing. They just haven't come up with it yet. And all of a sudden they see a picture on social media and go, Holy crap. That's how we can do it. Exactly. Yeah. And that, again, I think innovation over the, over the years being on a truck committee that we we take stuff to the, to the builder and we talk this, Hey, this and that. And they go, well, how would you, what do you, what are you thinking? Like, well, can we do this? Can we make that? And they're like, yeah, sure we can. Yeah, and then it turns into this like thing where you see it on other trucks, like, "Hey, they yeah. got that idea from us." Like, that it's awesome because it works. Because I can it works. Yeah. I can tell you uh, for a fact there are probably four or five things that we posted over the years that have gone viral to the point where we're seeing it yeah. impacted on builds every single day now. That's awesome. Yeah, I know for a fact the apparatus manufacturers reference our content daily. I know that some Please. of the manufacturers have a library of our content. Um, and we have some cool things coming out that uh, that are going to make the functionality and usability of our content even more so uh, for, for truck committee. That, that's that's awesome because I can tell you that that's the whole reason I got on the truck committee when I, when I did that stuff is going into a lieutenant's job and realizing like 
this switch is over here and right? that knob's over here. Yeah. Like, hey, what's that? Let's put this stuff together. You know, yeah. like, can we can we get this here? 100%. And the chief in charge, like, that's a pretty good idea. So, uh, yeah, come on, see what else you got. You know, I so it. it turned it turned into this stuff again. It, it all boils down to the function of the truck. If if it's if it's yeah. Jeremy standing in front of that pump panel or Jeremy standing at the turntable that air device that it's doing common sense operations, you know, and function, the function of the vehicle is just comes to it, you know? And in the apparatus world, there's a, there's a terrible disconnect within the, the own apparatus manufacturers themselves. They'll tell you they can't do it. Meanwhile, they built the same, exactly what you want on the West coast, but they have no idea to know that. Well, again, I I think it's awesome. Luckily we have, uh, we're we're a Pierce fire department. So we have, we have a, a huge relationship with, with our salesman, that's what mm-hmm. you want to call him. Of course. He, he has a cache. He's, he's like you. He has a cache of thousands upon thousands of photos of this yeah. department did that right. or this and that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want this? It can't be done. Oh, BS. Let me find it. He goes, well, here it is. <laughs> we want that. Yeah. So he's a huge resource for us. And he, he has been absolutely awesome. He's been on numerous you know, thousands of builds. He's been he's been working for them for years. Nice. And it's just like, so, so what you're doing is helping helping the little old podunk fire department and BF wherever. That's right. That, hey, we need a tool for that. Well, they they make it. They make it. So No doubt. Can be done. It's yeah, well, awesome. I appreciate that, pal. Thank you. Chief, yeah. thank you. Tom Garman, thank you, brother, for joining me on the podcast. Today, Jeremy, thank great you conversation. Much. Good. Don't Take go anywhere. Yourself. Yeah, stay right here. I'm just going to sign off the podcast. I'm going to come right back to you, so don't go anywhere. And Guys, simple. thank you for tuning in to another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Battalion Chief Tom Garman out of Roanoke Fire and EMS out of Virginia. A great conversation. And do me a favor. Talk about the job. Take this job back to the firehouse and talk about it. Because when you talk about the job, we're making the job better. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.